Hey there, beautiful soul. In today's episode of the Weaving the Wild podcast, we're talking all about yoni steaming. This is such a special episode for me because one, I love yoni steaming. It is one of my favorite practices and one that I recommend to all my clients, to friends. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you will have seen me share about this a lot. Number two, because this is one of the most requested topics for the podcast. I get questions about yoni steaming all the time, and I'm so excited to be able to answer them for you today. I have a little list here um, that I put out to Instagram the other week asking what your questions were, so I'll be diving into them all today. And number three, this episode is extra special because it's a celebration of the fact that I have just birthed my most recent devotional product into the world, which is my sacred Yoni Steam blend. You can find my personal herbal blend for Yoni Steaming over on my website, along with another very small drop of my sacred womb oil and moon bath soaks. I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about the product further into the episode when we get to talking about which herbs to use and things like that. We're going to dive into it all, but for now, I'm so excited to dive into this sacred practice with you all. So let's get into it. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies, honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins, and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Alrighty, so like I said, I put a call out to Instagram the other week asking if you had any particular questions around your steaming. And I'm just going to basically just go through them. (laughs) They're pretty simple. Really, there are about three or so main questions. One question that I always get when I share it on my Instagram stories is, what is Yoni Steaming? (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Um, So if this is a new practice to you, we're going to talk about that and explain exactly what it is. We're going to talk about how to actually do Yoni Steaming. So we're going to talk about what herbs to use, um, the just general method, as well as answers and questions around safety and precautions. And of course, we're going to look at why we do it. So what are the benefits of Yoni Steaming and how can it support us as feminine essence and feminine bodied beings? So there's a lot to dive into. This is going to be barely scratching the surface, but I wanted to kind of give you a bit of a Yoni Steam 101 episode. I'm sure there'll be future episodes to come about a lot of this information. But let's dive in and just start by looking at what exactly is Yoni Steaming and why would we want to do it. So if you've never heard of this concept before, Yoni Steaming is essentially an ancient practice, pan-cultural practice. This is something that has been found to have been done 
across the world, um, across all ancient cultures. And essentially it's the practice of heating herbs in water. So we're basically making a tea and then squatting or sitting over the vessel, the bowl, what have you, um, and allowing the steam itself to rise and permeate the area of our yoni. So I love to use the term yoni steaming because it really does um, encapsulate the whole area that this steaming practice and ritual is working on and really kind of getting into. Um, you might hear it be called vaginal steaming or womb steaming. Um, it's all the same thing, really. But I like to use the term yoni because it brings that sense of sacredness to it as well. And as I said, yoni as a uh, a term isn't speaking or referring to just the vagina or just the vulva. It refers to the whole area, really the vulva, the vagina, cervix, womb, our uterus, all of it, our ovaries. So you can call this practice whatever you like. Sometimes I just refer to it as steaming because I don't tend to steam a whole lot else <laughs> other than yoni steaming. Um, and I think it's important to point out um, from the off here that it isn't just focusing on, let's say, our sexual organs. So again, vulva, vagina, cervix, womb. This is also a practice that is working and tending to the whole pelvic bowl, really. So that includes the perineum, the anus, the muscles of the pelvic floor, as well as just our hips and the whole area. And we're going to talk about why this is when we dive into the benefits. But I, I want to kind of point out right from the off that there's two, I think, primary ways that steaming can really benefit and, and work its magic for us. One is through the herbs that we use. And as we know, every herb is going to offer its own medicinal value um, and energetic value, depending on what we choose and why. And the other half of this is the actual warmth of the steam itself. So the warmth that we receive within the practice of yoni steaming is incredibly nourishing and important for our pelvic health. Because what we're ultimately doing here within this practice is we're inviting heat into this particular part of our body, which is very prone to holding and tension and the simple act of bringing warmth and heat into our pelvic bowl begins to encourage circulation and blood flow, oxygenation into the very tissues of our pelvis. The importance of this cannot be underestimated. There is so much value and impact in just the simple process of bringing heat and warmth through the steam. That's before we even look at bringing herbal allies in, right? So think of yoni steaming having these two key parts. There's two main reasons and um, intentions, I suppose, behind the method itself. There's the heat and the herbal allies. So just to jump back here <laughs> um, and clarify again, what is yoni steaming? It's the simple act of steeping herbs in hot water to create or brew basically a tea and then sitting or squatting over the top to really invite the steam 
to permeate the vulva, the perineum, to rise up through the vagina to meet the cervix and make its way into our pelvic bowl. Now, why would we do this? <laughs> why would ancient cultures the world over have practiced this particular um, ritual, you might say? There are so many benefits that come with yoni steaming, and I want to kind of break them into two parts. There's two key areas um, that yoni steaming can support us. There's the physical benefits and then the more emotional, energetic benefits as well. So in terms of our physical benefits, I really want you to keep in mind, really, it, it, this is the case for both physical and emotional benefits here. I really want you to keep in mind the fact that this practice is an opening practice, right? Heat expands and opens the body, the blood vessels. It encourages flow and circulation. The medicine alone that comes from the warmth and the heat of this steam is incredibly nourishing and supportive for our womb space. So as I'm kind of moving through some of the more physical benefits that we're um, going to be looking at today, and you might be wondering how on earth is steaming going to support something like PCOS or endometriosis? I want you to think about what the application of heat can do to support the body. Just that alone. So let's look at some of these benefits, shall we? One of the main ways that I see yoni steaming being a supportive practice, particularly within my clients, is through supporting a healthy cycle and healthy menstruation. Steaming is so, so supportive when it comes to our cycle. And really, it can help us across the board, really. <laughs> so it can really make a difference if you experience PMS cramps and painful periods. Uh, it can support with long, heavy periods, painful periods, as I said. It can also help us tend to kind of the opposite side of that spectrum. And if we're experiencing more um, lighter menstruation, and when I say that, I mean if your blood itself is... Um, not a bright, healthy, vibrant flow, if it's gritty or if it's kind of, um, what's the word? I was going to say scant. That's not the word at all. But like if it is not just a, a, a full flow, basically, um, if it's kind of this light, not quite spotting, but not a full flow. Steaming can help us to really open the, the womb and open the uterus and invite and encourage a healthy, vibrant menstrual flow. It can also support us if we're working on the absence of menstruation as well. So if you're not currently bleeding, if your period is missing, um, yoni steaming can be a really powerful ally and tool in tending to that and, and awakening the womb, so to speak. Beyond menstruation itself, steaming can be really supportive for the treatment of cysts and fibroids. Really helpful, as I said earlier, for people who are experiencing things like PCOS, um, endometriosis. This is a really powerful tool and ally. So I'm not here to say, I don't think anyone would or should be here to say that steaming alone will support in healing your body but it is it is so much more than just a self-care tool this is a powerful practice and it's very very effective in working and tending to the womb space the pelvic bowl and balancing i would say and harmonizing um, where there are imbalances of any kind 
particularly, and I think this is where it's important to, to keep in mind the, the application of heat here, right? Um, it's particularly effective in matters of stagnation. And so when we think of things like cysts, for example, on a physical and energetic level within the body, when we you know look at um, the wisdom of traditional Chinese medicine or anything like that, cysts can represent stagnation within the body and within the system, right? So again, do not underestimate <laughs> the power of regular steaming to create movement and flow and circulation within this area and we're going to talk about uh, the the stagnation that comes quite often within the pelvic bowl in a second in fact let's just go there <laughs> so like i said this is an incredibly powerful practice to open the pelvic bowl as a whole because it's inviting everything to soften and release any tension that is being held there Tension is a major factor to consider when it comes to the well-being and the vitality of our womb space and our cyclical beings, right? Often when we think about tending to and like kind of balancing our womb space and our cycles and things like that, our minds go straight to things like our hormonal health, which are incredibly important, absolutely. But we don't always give a whole lot of thought to the physical alignment and yeah physical state i suppose you might say of our pelvic bowl as a whole and tension can be a huge concern um, and i would say it's it's a major major factor and contributor to imbalance and discomfort and disease within the pelvic bowl in fact, I'd say the, the tension that we hold within our pelvic bowl can have a major impact on not just our pelvic health, but our emotional health and the like alignment of the rest of our body. So this is a really important factor to be aware of that I don't think we give a lot of time and space to. And as women, we hold so much tension within our pelvis. We are constantly holding Right. So I want you to actually drop your awareness to your pelvic bowl right now. And I want you to feel in where are you holding tension? Are you holding your belly in at all? Where are you gripping? We are so conditioned and accustomed to hold within this area, whether it be within our hips, whether our, our hips are tight, our buttocks, whether we're sitting or standing, how engaged our pelvic floor is. Like, are you holding within your vagina right now? Can you feel your womb space is tight or is it relaxed and soft? Really being aware of this can have a major effect on the amount of ease or dis-ease that we experience within our, our womb spaces. And so what yoni steaming can do to support us here is, again, that application of heat directly into the yoni, the womb space, and our pelvic bowl is creating a softening. It is inviting all of the tissues, the muscles, the fascia, right, to release, to release that tension, to ease and relax. And this is why it can be such a supportive practice if we have any pain within the pelvic bowl, um, if we have 
like I mentioned, particularly painful cramping in the lead up to or during menstruation, because even the pain itself that we experience through things like cramping, they're a contraction, right? And when we feel them, we kind of constrict and contract even more. We, we huddle over it, we hunch over the pain, we hold the pain rather than kind of creating spaciousness around the pain. And this is something that I work with a lot with my clients as well. So many of the women that I work with experience um, pain at some point within their menstrual cycle, um, many of them debilitating pain. And so one thing that we work on is looking at how we can meet the pain in a different way and create spaciousness around the pain through different modalities. And part of it is a mental shift, but there are physical, tangible ways that we can do that. Movement is an amazing one. Uh, Breath work is an amazing one. And yoni steaming is another way that I always love to recommend because again, the the expansion and the, the relaxation that's being invited within the tissues of the pelvis and the womb space are encouraging those um, any constriction or pain of any kind to ease and relax, right? Okay, moving on. I got stuck on that point for a while there. So steaming can support us with a healthy menstrual cycle, healthy blood flow of our menstruation, can support us with the, you know, cysts and fibroids, things like endometriosis and tension, easing tension within the pelvis. It's also a great tool and ally for things like infections, so like yeast infections, UTIs. This is more specific probably to the herbs in particular that you use and you're not going to steam for as long if this is why you are steaming, probably 10 minutes tops. And if you are steaming for the treatment of an infection, I would probably highly recommend um, working with a practitioner of some kind and getting their their guidance and advice. So a herbalist or, or someone like that but certainly an effective tool to support that. One other area or benefit that that kind of bridges between the physical and the emotional is the way that steaming can support our nervous system. Yoni steaming is actually incredibly supportive and nourishing for our nervous system. So stress within the body is one of the primary toxins, you might say, that impacts so much. Um, But among other things, it impacts things like our hormones, which obviously has a direct influence on the health and well-being and vitality of our womb spaces and our pelvic health. So a healthy easeful cycle is one that's balanced and relatively stress-free or at the very least we're not living in a constant heightened state right our nervous system's able to to drop and soothe and calm and there's lots of ways that we can do this and support our nervous system but steaming can actually have a very deep impact and influence on our nervous system and that's because it can actually work with the vagus nerve I am not going to go too much into the vagus nerve in this episode, um, but suffice to say, when we steam, the warmth as well as the herbal allies can rise and reach our cervix. And cervix is an incredibly powerful part within our body for many, many reasons. But it is also the termination site of the vagus nerve, which is sometimes called the God pathway within the body. This is a nerve pathway that runs all the way up to 
a brain, basically. <laughs> I'm going to keep this as simple as possible. Um, but in that, so much of the power that's held within our cervix in particular is the way that it has a direct communication line to our brain. And in fact, to, to our entire body through the vagus nerve. But the, the cervix is the seat of it, or you might call the throne of it. And so the benefit of steaming is that it helps to soften and relax the cervix, which also sends a direct message throughout the whole body, all the way up to the brain, that we are softening, that we are relaxing, that we are safe and secure, and that we are safe to release, right? We are safe to let go and release, which is why, and again, this actually kind of takes us straight into the emotional and energetic benefits of yoni steaming but this message and this invitation to release is why we can often feel so much shift whilst we are steaming or just after so it is not uncommon to experience an emotional release while we are steaming and there's lots of reasons why I think that is. Some of it is simply because we are connecting to a really intimate, sacred part of our body that we may not normally pay much attention to. But I do think that the, the opening of the tissues within this area, again, the relaxing and the easing, the, um, the fact that we're ceasing to hold Again, we hold so much within our wound space and our hips. We hold so much that's not just, um, you know, physical tension. Often the tension itself is holding emotion, memory, pain that's beyond just physical, right? And we hold it. We hold it in so that we don't have to look at it in that immediate moment. Maybe it allows us to just continue moving on, living our lives. Maybe it's too hard to look at. Maybe we feel like we don't have the chance or the time or the opportunity to really sit down and unpack whatever it is that we are holding, right? And yet when we sit down and step into the ritual of yoni steaming, we are pausing, we are growing still, and we're inviting that whole area to relax and to stop gripping <laughs> quite as much to all the things that we are holding there. And so, yeah, often you may feel an emotion erupt within you. You may, you may cry. You may feel an anger or a pain or maybe, maybe deep love cracks through. Like I have had experiences where I've felt so warm and held where it's like a level, a layer of me has been cracked open and I feel this sense of love and ease and trust at an even deeper level just within the ritual of a yoni steam. <laughs> um, there's been times when it's been very different energies and emotions that have arisen as well, but it's all part of the process. And I like to think of it as almost like it's a, it's a detoxing process as well. So think of it almost like a sauna, right? We step into a sauna in order to create heat in the body, um, to encourage perspiration, which also carries out um, toxins and things like that from the body. So it's a detoxification process. This is a very similar practice and, and intention, really, in what we're doing here with Yoni Steaming. We want to create heat 
in order to create movement and more circulation within that area, which also gets things flowing and moving and opening up so that anything that's there can be released, can be detoxed and, you know, expressed out of the body, whether that is physically and or emotionally. And the final thing that I would add to the benefits of Yoni Steaming is it's such a beautiful tool in connecting to our feminine energy and connecting and building and really deepening a relationship with our womb space in particular. Um, I find particularly early on in our journey of like exploring the feminine and connecting to the feminine um, within our lives and within our bodies and our beings, it can help to have some really tangible practices to to do that and to really anchor into and engage with, to send our attention or direct our attention um, in that kind of way. And Yoni Steaming, I think, is a really beautiful tool. It also is a way to build your awareness around your cyclic rhythm. So we're going to talk about this in a second about when not to steam, but There are certain times when I specifically like to steam because I know that it is supporting my cyclic rhythm, my body, and it's going to also create a more easeful menstruation. So I love to steam during my inner autumn, so my luteal phase, my premenstrual phase in particular, and I'll do that, um, you know, two times leading up to menstruation. And I also like to steam just after I've menstruated, so maybe day six or so, um, to help to really clear anything that's kind of anything residual within the womb space. And I found that just that simple practice, that simple act of steaming just after my period has actually really encouraged a much healthier flow in my next cycle. So if you're someone who, when you first start your cycle and you first begin to bleed, if your blood is not quite that vibrant red if it maybe is a little bit brownish colored or a little bit darker sometimes sometimes that's something to look into a little bit more but sometimes it's actually um the the remnants or the residue of your last cycle which is coming out now and then you might find that the color becomes a bit more vibrant after the initial bleed begins. So I've found that steaming after my my period ends um, can actually really support the the cleansing and the cleaning out basically of the womb space to really end that that phase and that bleed um, and encourage a healthier flow the next cycle as well. And again, steaming before we menstruate within our inner autumn phase can really support with any cramping or discomfort. And it also can really support us in in a, a healthy bleed. And when I say that, I mean it can really help prepare the womb space to, to let go and release fully. Again, if we're experiencing cramp and, and experiencing tightness and tension and we're holding within the womb space, It follows that the womb is not going to necessarily let go and flow with its blood quite as easily. It too will likely be holding, right? Um, So this is all just part of supporting the cycle, not even specifically tending to issues and concerns that are there. But like if you, this is something as well to say, even if you don't have anything in particular that's quote, unquote wrong with your cycle or your womb space even if you have a you know relatively healthy cycle and womb space and pelvic area 
you can still steam. And in fact, it's just as, you know, it's just as important and helpful to steam because it's not just about tending to things that are wrong with us. It's about supporting us and nourishing us. And, um, and in that way, it's kind of a preventative practice as well. It's ensuring that we are healthy and well and vital within this area of our body. Okay, let's move on. I think there was a lot that we just covered there. In fact, let's just kind of recap. So the benefits of yoni steaming are immense. In fact, I didn't even really cover them all, but they do include supporting our healthy cycle and menstrual flow. It can support us um, in the treatment of cysts and fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS. It can support us with infections if we're you know, needing that support as well as any pain or discomfort created by tension within the body. It's very supportive for our nervous system and creating ease and calm within our body. And it is a really beautiful tool for processing and releasing emotion and deepening our relationship with our womb space and the feminine. Okay, I want to talk really quickly about how to steam because I think sometimes if you've never done steaming, you might think that it's more complicated than it needs to be. (laughs) Um, So what I'll say first is to make a yoni steam, it's literally just creating a herbal steam. So you're going to take your herbs, whatever they may be, pop them in a pot of water, you know, a few cups, maybe three or so cups of water pop them on the stove, bring them to a boil, and then I might kind of simmer them for maybe 10 minutes or so, or I will bring it to a boil and I'll turn it off and just let them sit. Um, Really what we're doing is we're steeping the herbs. Most of the time, the plants that we're using are like the flowers and leaves. Um, So they don't need to be like cooked, basically. (laughs) We're making a tea. So you're gonna pop them on the stove, heat them up, and have the water nice and hot. From there, there's a few different ways to actually steam the most basic way that you could probably do um, and likely what they would have done in ancient times is to pop the pot on the floor and squat over it an easy way to do this is in frog pose if you're familiar with yoga or just literally google frog pose Um, or you can you can squat as well however you're steaming You're going to want a towel or a blanket to wrap around your legs and the bowl to the floor in order to kind of encase the steam so it's not just, you know, wafting away. You want it to be nice and directed (laughs) towards your yoni. Um, And so that's, that's a simple way. You don't need heaps of tools. You literally just need your pot of water and if you want, you know, maybe some cushions or pillows for your knees. If you're wanting to step it up a little bit or if you really struggle squatting, there's a few different ways you can go about it. So one way to do it, if you're familiar with Yoni steaming or you've seen other people do it, you might have seen steaming thrones. So these are basically wooden stools or some of them are kind of like boxes um, that have a hole in the center. So basically what you do is you sit on the stool or the box and the steam rises to that hole where your beautiful yoni is sitting directly on (laughs) and the steam is able to, to focus that way. If you don't have a stool or a throne, (laughs) which not everyone does, um, you can also use your toilet. And that might sound really weird, 
I do highly encourage you clean the toilet first and you're going to want to pop your herbs and water into a bowl or a vessel of some sort that can fit snugly basically into your toilet bowl without going down into the water and then you can simply sit on the toilet and do your steam that way. I know lots of people do this and they find it really, really easy um, and kind of fuss free. For some people, they're like, I don't know, that that doesn't sound quite as sacred as as I would like. I think it's just whatever your intention or your relationship with the loo is like, I suppose. Um, But that's another way you can certainly do it. Really, there's two things that I um, recommend when it comes to the method of steaming. And that is to make sure you have a towel or a blanket of some kind to wrap around your lower half and the bowl or you know pot or whatever you're using that has the, the water in it. Again, that's to focus and really kind of encapsulate and envelop the steam so it's not just going everywhere. The second thing is to make sure you are comfortable and relaxed within your pelvic bowl. Again, so much of the medicine that comes from steaming is in the relaxation and the letting go and the release, the softening that comes with it, right? And if you are in a position um, where you are still holding tension and it might be tension in your hips or your thighs or your butt, you want to be able to really relax that. So if you're squatting and you're holding still in your pelvis, or if you are sitting on a seat or a throne that's it's still got you kind of clenching to hold yourself up or something like that, um, it may not be perfect. Anything's better than nothing, absolutely, but just something to be aware of. Let's move on to plants. This is a question I get all the time is what plants can I use? How do I know what ones to use? How do I know what plants are safe for what it's going to work for me? Let me begin by saying you may have picked this up already, but (laughs) if you are just starting out, if you've never steamed before and you don't have any herbs in your house, you can start with just plain water. Like there is medicine and benefits in that enough to make it 100% worthwhile to just heat up some water on the stove and use that as your steam. As you start to introduce herbs, um, I would recommend starting with just some really simple, nourishing, quite safe herbs. So things like rose petals, um, chamomile, lavender, Red raspberry leaf and nettle are two that I love to use and you can often get them as teas if you're just starting out. I like to buy my herbs um, in bulk online but I also grow my own and dry them as well. So I often will have red raspberry leaf and nettle anyway but you can find them as teas in like your, your well-being stores and things like that. Other plant allies that are really beautiful that you can include are calendula, passionflower, um, motherwort, mugwort, yarrow, oregano. This really starts to kind of depend on what you're steaming for and why. So things, for example, like mugwort. Mugwort is such an incredible plant ally, the mother of herbs, it has been called by ancient texts. But Mugwort is also classified as an aminagog, which means it encourages bleeding. 
So this can be a powerful herbal ally in encouraging a healthy, vibrant flow. For example, within menstruation, it can be a really supportive ally if you have long cycles that you're looking and hoping to kind of balance and shorten a little bit. But it also means that this may not be the herb to be using if you already have very short cycles. I wouldn't say like if you have a relatively regular cycle, um, I wouldn't say to be afraid of it. But if you are having, um, you know, if you are menstruating anything shorter than like, you know, your 25 days or, um, you know, every two weeks, you don't really want mugwort. Probably it's not going to be your friend in that instance. The same goes for things like oregano. Oregano is fantastic if you are steaming for something like an infection or a yeast infection. Um, it may not be something, it's not something that I use just on the reg, um, but again, it has its own purpose. It has its own medicinal value and energetic value. So that is probably something that's going to be sooner recommended to you, I'd say, if you are working with a practitioner for a certain reason. So there's lots and lots of herbs that you can look at to start with, but I would recommend if you're just starting out to really just um, feel into some, some really simple, um, relatively available herbs because they're generally going to be the safest. So again, chamomile, lavender, rose, like even just rose would be such a beautiful, gentle high vibrational but really gentle loving like divine love of rose um, would be such a beautiful way to start your steaming practice now most of the herbs that i've mentioned there not all of them but most of them are in my yoni steam blend so let me quickly tell you give you the rundown of what's in my pre-made blend for you um, because it does have things like your red raspberry leaf your nettle motherwort, mugwort, yarrow, rose, chamomile, lavender, also sage, which is a beautiful cleansing herb, um, and passionflower and calendula. So you don't need very much of the herbs. I would say, like I like to use maybe three-ish tablespoons, if that helps you kind of gauge how much to put in there. Um, and I, I generally go around about three cups of water to, you know, a few tablespoons of herbs. A couple of notes, I wouldn't recommend using essential oils. They're going to be way, way more powerful than you need, particularly with the application of steam involved. And the beauty about using herbs is that this is using the whole energetics of the plant. Um, and I'm, I'm a big believer in, in using the plant in its whole form. I love essential oils for other reasons, but in something like steaming, there is a real medicine in, in working with the plant itself as a whole, right? So that's how to steam. <laughs> I do want to list a couple of times to be cautious and when not to steam. So there's really three main times that you're going to want to avoid steaming. One is you do not steam when you are actively bleeding. So if you're menstruating, you don't want to steam. Again, the reason behind this is that yoni steaming is essentially encouraging the whole womb space and cervix, everything to soften and open. When we're bleeding actively, our wombs are already doing that. So we don't want to necessarily encourage it to do even more, right? But we can do it either side um, to support the bleeding time. Number two is it's not recommended to steam when you are pregnant. Again, 
for the same reasons. We do not want to be inviting and encouraging the womb space to open at that time. <laughs> um, we want to keep it closed at that time. So not when we're, we're pregnant. And also I would say if you're actively trying to conceive, I would avoid steaming at least within the kind of the, the, the week or two post ovulation um, when you would be hoping for the egg to implant it should be safe kind of before in the lead up to ovulation and it's still kind of encouraging a healthy womb space and a nice vital juicy um, place for an egg to implant but we don't want to disrupt the implantation process itself in terms of situations or times to be cautious or to use caution around steaming um, birth control is certainly one of them. Certain sources may say to avoid steaming if you have things like the implant and things like that. For the most part, my general guidance that I've received and that I've heard from a lot of people who I've trusted um, and practitioners is you can still steam if you have an IUD, but you just do it for less time. Um, so I don't think I actually mentioned the amount of time to steam, sorry. So as a rule, 20 minutes-ish, probably no less than 15, no more than 30 if you're just, you know, generally steaming. But if you have an IUD, if you have a yeast or any other kind of infection and you're steaming for that, or if you, for example, suffer from hot flushes or anything, um, perimenopause or menopause, you're going to probably want to halve that and, and not go any longer than 10 minutes but you're going to get so much benefit from that, those 10 minutes. It's 100% worth it, um, even if it's a shorter time. I, I highly recommend to do it than not do it at all. Okay, and one last question that came up, which I really loved, is what do you do while you are steaming? And I love this question. I really do love to treat yoni steaming as a ritual and I don't think it needs to be a big song and dance um, every time sometimes um, I feel called to steam for a really particular emotional reason or um, I feel like I, I need to steam for a particular release or a particular processing um, that needs to happen. So in that case, I will make a bit more of a song and dance. I'll draw the blinds, I'll light the candles and things like that. But other times it's just part of my, my regular routine, but I do like to make it special. So I do like to light a candle I like to make sure that I'm feeling nice and safe and secure. So I like to obviously know I'm not going to be disturbed. And then, you know, I'm there for about 20 minutes. So I might journal. It's a beautiful time, as I said, while everything is releasing and opening to just free write and allow myself to kind of purge onto the paper as well. Um, sometimes I like to pull cards, oracle cards, because again, I am activating and stimulating my inner oracle, my cervix and my womb space and allowing the, them to kind of speak and, and awaken in, in a deeper way. Um, so my intuition comes online even more. So oracle cards and things like that are a really beautiful addition to a yoni steam. You might like to talk to your womb during this time to see if there's a dialogue that wants to open up, to see if there's anything there that, you know, she wants to say to you or that your cervix or your yoni, your vulva wants to say to you. 
And sometimes I'll, I'll read, <laughs> I'll just read a book um, or I'll, I'll put on music or a meditation. Um, it just depends on what I'm feeling called to in that time. But more than anything, this is a time to come to stillness. So you don't want to be moving around a lot. And again, you want to be nice and comfortable. So not moving around, not holding tension. You want to be really cozy and relaxed. And I do think there is medicine as well in in doing nothing. <laughs> like there is so much medicine that comes and I hear this time and time again when it comes to yoni steaming, when women experience it for the first time and they say, I, I don't think I've ever been present with my womb space like that before. Like I don't think I've ever stopped and become still and allowed my awareness to drop into my womb space in that way and yoni steaming really has this this beautiful invitation it calls us into our womb space into our yoni um and i think that's beautiful so even just like ask yourself what would happen if i wasn't distracting myself if i wasn't you know if i didn't have things in my hands things in my head if i wasn't trying to absorb or do anything what would become present? This is another way of kind of asking, what am I trying to distract myself from? What am I not holding space for? So sometimes it can be just as powerful, if not more powerful, to hold a ritual like Yoni Steaming without doing anything, without journaling, without listening to a meditation, just sitting and being present in your body. And that can be confronting. Like there can be so much that can come up that we do not want to know about or deal with or work with. And yet that is, that is so much of the medicine. Okay, my loves, I, I think we got there. <laughs> I think we've, I think we've covered it all. I'm looking at my notes and the questions and I think we covered all the bases. I would love to hear if you have tried your new steaming before if this is something that you want to to dabble in to explore and you know you you do after this episode let me know reach out to me send me an email um, or you can message me on instagram i genuinely would love to know and you can check out my brand new yoni steam blend so that is all on my website rachelhodgins.com. Um, I'll pop the link in the show notes as well, but you can find the Yoni Steam Blend. There's also a very small drop, as I said, of my sacred womb oil and the moon bath soaks. All of the products are made in small batches, like limited quantities, but all made in ritual, handcrafted in my home. They are, like, in my mind, they are devotional products. They are made in and with devotion by me and I hope like I create them for you in order to devote yourself deeper into your body and the feminine. Um, so whether you're using the sacred womb oil, whether you're using the Yoni steam, they're created in sacred ceremony and ritual with the intention that they are used and bring more sacredness and ritual into your life as well. So you can check out um, all of the products there on my website and yeah, let me know how you go. I would love to hear however and wherever this journey takes you. I hope this episode's been helpful. I hope that it's brought some ideas, some clarity, um, and just an, an inkling or a desire or a spark to 
dive deeper into yoni steaming as a beautiful, sacred, ancient practice and a way to really embody and engage with your feminine essence. Be sure to share this episode with anyone who you think uh, could benefit or might be interested. As always, you can share it to Instagram, you can screenshot it and tag me in stories. I love, 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 love to see that. And if you're wanting to support the show even more, if the Weaving the Wild podcast has supported you, inspired you, awakened something within you in any way, it would mean the world if you left a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It's another way that helps the show be recognized and recommended to even more people. So your reviews, they matter. And I'm so appreciative to all of the people who have left one in the past. I love you so much. Um, And yeah, thanks for listening, beautiful being. Happy steaming. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present.